Hello, hello. Hey, Jan. Hey, Adam. How's it going? It's going great. All right. Awesome. Excited to talk about CTF. Yeah. We're always ready to talk about CTF, I think. That's kind of uh, a decent fraction of our job, let's say, a non-negligible fraction. Um, So great. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for being here. We're CTF Radio, and uh, I'm Adam D. I'm here talking with Zardis, a.k.a. Jan Shoshashashvili. And we're going to be talking today about a question that we get all the time, which is, how do I get into CT? Right? So maybe you've yeah. come across the term, maybe you've been listening to our podcast and you've seen you know, people talk about this and you kind of wonder, well, how do I get into that world? Because it seems you know, pretty intimidating for somebody from the outside, right? So maybe and, before, and- before we dive in there, maybe if we tell our stories briefly about how we got into CTF, I think that maybe would help sh- uh, show people that there's a lot of different paths in. Sure. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. They can be very, hopefully, inspirational. Hopefully. You want to go first or should I go first? Sure, I can go first. So, yeah, I, got, I um, did my undergraduate degree in computer science at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, while I was in there, I kind of always wanted to get into security. I messed around a little bit as a, as a high schooler. Um, learning how to spoof emails. So, you know, doing direct SMTP uh, messages to servers in order to spoof from addresses on emails. But I never was really into security. And I, I honestly got into it essentially for me from academics. So it was uh, when I was in my undergrad, I started taking a undergraduate computer security course at UC Santa Barbara that was taught by Giovanni Vigna, um, who became eventually my PhD thesis advisor and and really great person. So what uh, happened was, so he um, taught his class and he had basically like, it wasn't exactly a CTF, but it was a series of hacking levels and challenges. It's, it's much more similar to the war games that we'll talk about in a bit. And he told us when he gave us this server, he said, hey, if anyone gets root on this system, which means, you know, we each had our own user account. So it's a standard kind of Linux machine. If anybody gets access and elevates themselves to the root user, I'll give you extra credit on the assignment. And so I did, I knew basically nothing. I mean, the only thing I knew was stuff he taught us in class. So I'm I'm not trying to claim I'm the expert hacker over here, but I did exactly what he said. So I figured out, I ran just uname-a to figure out exactly what version of Linux it was running. I Googled in... um, the CVE database for that version of Linux found that there was a known exploit for that with a POV. I downloaded on the system, ran it, and I became root on the surfer. And this was like immediately right when it was released. And so the first thing I did was started messing with my friends. So I started like messing with their home directories, changing stuff. Of course, they're not huge nerds. They didn't start on that assignment right away. I was the only (laughs) one on that server. And so I, what I did was I changed my user's uh, user ID to root to zero. I think I edited just like etc password, made my user as user zero so that I could just always be root on the system. And then I sent Giovanni an email that was like, hey, this is what I, I, I'm root on the server. And it turns out he's using an old virtual machine. So it was, you know, he it hadn't updated and everything. So eventually the short version is he invited me to his hacking uh, group meeting which met uh, weekly at UCSB that would go over, at that time we were going through the over-the-wire war games and specifically the Vortex levels. And so that was, uh, the crazy thing was, that was essentially Shellfish at a time when I didn't even know, the group did not have a name. It was just called the UCSB Hacking Group. 
And uh, through there was how I then eventually uh, got into CTFs is because through there, the big thing we were doing at that time was getting ready for DEF CON quals and DEF CON finals. And so it was preparing for DEF CON quals. I don't think I even went to finals that year. I think I was interning at Microsoft, but I definitely played quals in the lab, uh, the SEC lab at UCSB, which funny enough is where I first met Jan without even knowing who he was because we ended up reverse engineering a virtual machine implementation and we were pouring through the code and whatever and writing down the op codes and everything and what they did. And uh, yeah, it's one of those, I think a beautiful moment of CTF where you can just be like super into a problem, be working with somebody you've never met before. I don't even think I knew your name of like, you know, I don't really change names. It was just like, are you working on this problem? Yeah, get over here. And like, we would just worked on it together. And it wasn't until years later, two or three years later when we were doing our PhDs in the lab where it finally clicked. I was like, hey, wait, you're the guy that I was working on that problem with. Uh, so yeah, that's how the I got into the CTF. Yeah, I, I, so the interesting thing is there's a moment in that story where our, our paths yeah. cross and right as I'm getting into CTFs too. Um, so let me uh, give the run up to that from, uh, from my more, perspective. Your story is much more of DEF CON involved into it, which is I'm very jealous about. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's, I just, it, it arose kind of by accident. I had uh, this friend in middle school that moved away, right? It was very sad. Um, and, uh, we lost touch for a while and sometime, you know, maybe a year after he moved away, he reaches out on MSN messenger, right? So um, that was what used aim, but sure. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was like, why are you using MSN? And he's, I don't know. It's popular here, uh, in California. Um, and so he, uh, pulls me into this chat room on MSN messenger and there's just this really silly person in this chat room uh just saying silly things and at the time i had just been getting into linux so that's like the gateway drug right um i had a computer science teacher that was in high school uh it was a a big you know open source uh enthusiast enthusiast yeah and, and amazing influence on my life um, he encouraged me to try out Linux. And of course, immediately I broke my entire home network. I had this Linux, uh, server. I had a Linux on the desktop and it, it just like constant, uh, rebooting everything. At one point I decided to switch from Mandrake at the time was uh, like the Ubuntu of its day to Debian. Um, and, uh, basically I, I got nothing done. That was my entire spring break one year was. <laughs> In the morning, I would wake up, I'd format the drive, I'd install, try to install Debian, I would fail. I would give up around 3 p.m. I would reinstall Mandrake and go uh, complain to, to this friend that I, I'm talking about. So anyway, this friend there's many, many is, people uh, that, can, that can sympathize with you, myself included. I exactly. I that phase of trying to run. I never fully did it because I always had a Windows partition so I could play games. But mm-hmm. man, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it can be painful. I'm, I'm still going through that phase. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, the, the the skids handle. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It should, should, should maybe he doesn't he doesn't yeah, want to tell the story for him. If he doesn't want. To. All right. Anyways, so this individual who will remain uh, nameless, maybe we can invite him to the maybe, show. There you go. And um, then he can out himself. Right. 
Exactly. So this individual who will remain nameless, um, I, when I on this chat room said, "Guys, I, I have to, uh, I have to drop. I have a freaking Linux issue. I need to reboot and try to fix it." Um, I rebooted, uh, connected back on, and he IMs me on 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 MSN. Says, "Hey, you're running Linux." Yeah, uh, and 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 then we get to to talking, and uh, he's a, also a Linux enthusiast. He was running it on his Mac. Wow! Uh, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like two Linux distros that would kind of work, PC, right? right? Too. So he, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school, into, yeah. Yeah, yellow dog Linux, and, and 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 this sort of thing. So we get to talking, and at one point uh, later, he says, "Oh, by the way, um, you know, we we get into more into Linux, like." Uh, gave each other accounts on, 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 on our boxes and so forth. And then at one point, there's this insane situation where uh, uh, we had a disagreement about how file permissions work, right? And as a result of that disagreement, mm-hmm. my friend was so sure of his position that he put his root password in a file and said, if you can read this, then you're right. But I know I'm right. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I was not on his machine. Knowing the people involved, I was not expecting that outcome. No offense. That's right. That's right. I, I read the file. I uh, <laughs> took over his, uh, his his own machine, um, and and I you know immediately started going through like killing his sessions. Or, but I didn't want to knock him completely offline because I was chatting and gloating at the time, right? So I was. Trying to be very careful and moving slowly to try to limit his own access to his machine, and in the meantime, he was like uh, in panic mode, trying to maintain some access. Right, so, so right before I locked him out completely, he managed to move all of his files um, into some other partition. Right, and then he's like, "Jan, you deleted all of my stuff." <laughs> And I said, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? He's like, no, 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 no. The, these files that are supposed to be here, they're not here. And I look at LS, they're not there. I'm like, wait, no, 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 for sure. Like, what are what are some of the names? Some, some of the best yeah, exactly. non-technical, man. That's great. Social engineering. So I asked him, what are the names of these? So he gave me a name. I, I did locate blah. And it's it should be there. But I didn't realize at the time that locate queried a database that is so uh, not synchronized so live. And I'm I'm panicking. I think I I mean I, I I deleted this poor yeah. kid's entire life. Uh, like and then that uh, okay, dude. I just okay here. Uh, you know, try and I do something that he uses to get root access back and kick me out of the machine, right? So I mean, this 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 is social engineered me to hell. So, anyways, um, so so we start these sort of uh you know hacking uh, as as kids sort of things. Um, there was a, another situation where, for some reason, oh, so anyways, later he uh, pings me and says, "Hey, there's this hacking conference. It's called DefCon. Um, it's like a couple hours away from here, and uh, me and my friend are thinking of going. You should think about going as well." And so I, when I told my mom, "I'd like to go to Las Vegas to, uh, you know, time. go to Vegas." I was. Um, I think I was 16. Oh, cool. I think I saw a PSA yeah. about this during that time frame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up with strangers that you met on the internet. 
<laughs> yeah. And so uh, we were, uh, so I tell my mom, my mom um, is also in the tech field. So she's a computer programmer, then a, a manager at, at of the, you know, various systems of, at the university where we lived and so forth. Right. And so she actually goes to the university and says, hey, I want to go to this conference. It's a cybersecurity oh, conference. Yeah, and I say, sure, we'll fund you to go to this conference. So <laughs> me, my mom, and my little brother went to Las Vegas to go to DEF CON 9. And, uh, you know, in order to go, like, this was, uh, I think, 2001, right? So um, it was the early, early days of cell phones. But because, you know, I was going to be out of sight in this insane environment, I got a cell phone. For that, uh, for DEFCON, um, there was—I mean, there was like a complex set of ground rules. I mean, my brother was thirteen, so you know, my mom dragged them around with her everywhere. But they—they they went. They also oh, went cool. to DEFCON, okay. right? They were actually. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they were at the talk um, where at DEFCON nine, where Dmitry Skuryarov was arrested. Oh. Uh, by Adobe, I missed that talk. They—they they were there. They saw part of hacker wow. history in that sense, right? Um, so. Exactly. Um, so anyway, so so, so uh, I got you know my my mom helped with organizing this whole trip, and we were gonna go. I think we, I think we flew. We didn't drive all the way there, but there are other years of crazy DefCon road trips and so forth. But um, right before we leave, uh, my friend uh, messages me and says, "Hey man, um, I'm sorry, but uh, our plans fell through, and we're not going." Uh, no, you know, it'll be a bummer. It would have been awesome to like hack in person and so forth. And so we get there, um, me and my mom and my brother, and I'm just wandering around and it is unbelievable. Like it is, you know, just it, it, it back then DEF CON um, took place in a hotel called the Alexis Park. And in those years, during that time, that's all there was in that hotel was DEFCON. <laughs> there were a couple of like families that had the misfortune of of accidentally booking a vacation at this nice resort like right before or right during DEFCON and and they were just like, you know, what is happening? Because 24 hours a day for the weekend it was you know, DEFCON. All night, all day, the everything was packed. There were there were hackers going crazy. Uh, CTF was running and it was just crazy the whole time. So, um, uh, showed up, I'm just wandering the halls of the Lexus park and I see the CTF, uh, what is this? And, 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 you know, there's either some, some sign or someone told me or something, or maybe in, in the pamphlet, I read that this is, you know, where the, the, the kind of hacker like gods go to hack. Right, and at the time, CTF had what was called a gray net. Okay. You could sit down and you could plug in and uh, play as uh, you know a, an, an extra team that that you know wasn't there officially, just just kind of trying your luck. Um, and the gray net was uh, more or less a shit show; like it was it was insane. Um, but I plugged in, and <laughs> that year there was internet, and I was so excited. I, I went on AOL Instant Messenger. Of course, uh, my friend and I took our conversations to AOL Instant Messenger because we weren't yeah. massive noobs. Um, I went on AOL Instant Messenger. I was telling this dude, this is incredible. DEFCON is amazing. I'm I'm so bummed you, you're not here. And I'm telling someone taps me on my shoulder 
at the time, my my screen name was Yonshosh, very original screen wow. name. What a um, terribly unoriginal so, hacker handle. God, you need to have exactly. more, uh, you know, imagination. So someone taps me in my shoulder and says, uh, are you Yonshosh? I'm like, yeah. Um, and uh, um, it turns out that this is my friend's uh. friend. So what happened was my friend and, and his friend were standing. At, they ended up last minute. The plants came together and they were able to go. Right. Um, and, and at the time, you know, there was uh, a, 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 uh, offline messages didn't really work very well. So I had no idea. Like, yeah, I had a cell phone, but. And so we didn't have cell phones at the time. Right. So I had a cell phone, uh, but my friend did not. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was like no way to really, uh, you know, convey to him that, that, that we were there. And the um, funny thing is, if you watch old sitcoms, this is a plot line in many, many sitcoms like Seinfeld and Friends. They're all about like not showing up at the right place at the right time exactly. and not being able to contact people. Things that can't happen anymore. But, but so, so how did they find me? Right. Um, yeah. It turns out that while I was on the gray net, logging into AOLS and Messenger mm-hmm. like a complete noob, well, I, I did have some knowledge. I knew that AIM, unlike, for example, MSN at the time, mm-hmm. um, or definitely unlike Yahoo Messenger, would actually encrypt your password rather than, than send it in the plane. Right? Oh. So, so at, at the very least, I, I, I had some basic understanding you know, of, of uh, uh, being reasonable. But cool. you know, it was still a stupid thing to do. Especially because, you know, SSH was already a thing, obviously, and port forwarding and all of that. And I could have connected from, you know, through my home server and so forth. But I didn't. I just, boom, bounced right online and, and so forth. Um, so uh, how did they find me? Well, while I was getting on ALS and Messenger, they were wandering the uh, room with the GrayNet as well. Mm-hmm. And there was some dude sitting there um, running something like DSNF. Right, and and it would be coming up, and you know, DSNF monitors the network, and mm-hmm. anytime it sees a username, password, or any other interesting information come across, it tells you. Right. Um, and so there was some 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 person that that was uh, on, and 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 uh, this they is were probably before the him. wall of sheep, right? You were the, one of the first. Sheep. Yeah, I, th- I think this was this was uh, the wall of sheep started out maybe the year after two years after but yeah this would have been one of maybe it was already there and i ended up on right. it i don't know but anyways as uh they're uh, looking over this person's shoulder and 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 he's you know telling them all about how uh you know yeah you can use uh editor cap to uh mm-hmm. um sniff even you know you can art poison the whole network and blah 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 yep. blah um and they're looking and they see on his d sniff Jan's uh, Jan Shosh pop up, right? amazing. And I'm like, oh, Jan is in this room, and they just <laughs> run around, you know, uh, poking the shoulder of every uh, person that was roughly our age because they've never met you, so they didn't they've actually never know what you met me, like. and I never met them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's incredible. So, um, I met up with my friend. We spent mm-hmm. that that entire DEF CON just running like crazy around uh the ctf i was using a hand-me-down laptop it had um 16 megabytes of ram and something like 
200 gigs of um, um, of a hard drive. Mm -hmm. No, 200 gigs. Ha. 200 megs of hard drive space. I was running Linux on that insanity, right? Um, and uh, my friend brought his desktop, his freaking. Uh, That's how Mac. you had to do it back then. That's like yeah. you know, you'd have a LAN party at a friend's house. You'd bring your whole machine over yeah. there. He spent the whole with the CRT, by the way. He spent the whole time chugging, like lugging around the CRT. I don't think he went back to his hotel room once in that that entire. Uh, oh man, amazing! Uh, that entire um, DefCon. It was insane. DefCon. Uh, that DefCon was was really wild back then. So then, anyways, we made this uh, connection, and and we you know stayed friends uh, would. Uh, to this day, we'd visit each other um, uh, at least once a year, like, uh, you mm -hmm. know, see each other at DEF CON too. Um, oftentimes, I would go to his place uh, as a launch point for DEF CON, and then we would drive right. from there. Um, one time, while I was there, I did something drastic to my laptop and had to uh, completely reinstall. So I, I made a backup to an external drive that he had and I forgot to wipe the backup afterwards right and uh, unfortunately um, G-Aim which is now Pigeon uh, mm -hmm. stores all the passwords in the clear or did back then and uh, shortly after DEF CON ended <laughs> and, then, and my friend had a chance to look through these archives he, uh, he took over my uh, aim but the amazing thing. So I get kicked off my aim. Password gets mm -hmm. changed. And uh, then I realize what happened. I go, oh, fuck. How could I be such a noob? Um, and then I remembered, wait a second. I know this kid's old root password. And you know, like, passwords degrade in importance over time. And so you, 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 what yes, used to be yes. your root password, are, is, it becomes your throwaway, you know, that you give to friends and so forth. But somewhere in between, it might become your AL as a messenger password. And uh, it turns out that was the case. So I stole his. Uh, Amazing. Kicked him out, and then we had an exchange of, of handles. It was, it was incredible. Um, All right, so bring us back to CTF. So this was so your first DEF CON. You were on the CTF gray net that had this yeah. crazy connection with your friend. Yeah, and, and so this was uh, 2001 uh, in high school, um, DEF CON 9. Um, and from there, every year, we would go to DEF CON. And we'd hang out there, um, and we'd see the, the CTF mm -hmm. um, hackers hacking. Uh, we'd, you know, DEFCON uh, pipes um, television uh, throughout all of the, the rooms of the hotel. DCTV. DCTV, and we'd look at the scoreboard, and we would, uh, we would recognize team names and so forth. Um, one of the names mm -hmm. that uh, we started recognizing was Shellfish. Because they were always, they're always playing, um, and uh, when we went off to college, um, I went to mm -hmm. RPI, um, and my friend went to UC Santa Barbara. Uh, and toward the end of, of his time uh, at UC Santa Barbara, he got involved with the security lab. Whereas I mm -hmm. graduated uh, from RPI and I went into industry. All right, so I was working in industry. I was. Um, I went into basically IT security initially, mm -hmm. and uh, there can be times in IT security where it's not like a, you know, exciting, fun, dynamic Like thing. a lot of jobs, let's like say. Like a lot There's, of jobs. It, yeah. it can kind of wear on. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I was kind of in, in this bored place and my friend reached out and said, Hey, remember that, that, you know, CTF we look at every year. Well, uh, we're going to actually play. Uh, <laughs> I'm now involved with the security lab at UC mm-hmm. Santa Barbara and qualifiers are, uh, next weekend. Why don't you come to Santa Barbara and play if you got nothing else going on? So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure, why not? So I show up, um, and just w- with my laptop, we just start playing. I mean, I uh, had very little, I had zero CTF, direct CTF experience wow, uh, until amazing. then. Um, I just sat down and uh, just, you know, thinking back uh, our, uh, to, like, my classes and, and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, hacking And this was, like, a DEF CON so Quals-style event, right? Yeah, it, it, it was DEF CON Quals, yeah. Okay, the yes. Jeopardy CTF. Um, and, Do you uh, remember the organizers then? The organizers were, I think it was the first DD Tech year. Okay. Yeah, so that was the, the first um, uh, year of, of DD Tech where two organizers behind us, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, I just sit down and, of course, start out with my friend just just hacking um, through through challenges. I think we made it through like poning two hundred. And back then, uh, there was no dynamic scoring. Everything was worth like Jeopardy one hundred, two hundred, right. three hundred, four hundred. So the organizers in advance would determine the let's exactly. say the score based roughly on the difficulty level. Yeah, on their perceived difficulty. And so uh, we, we we punched through two hundred. We punched through uh, three hundred. Uh, and then my friend says, "Listen." It's uh, pretty late. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I'm so. And, and at that point, I had just started with two bizarre people that I'd never met before. One of them turned out to be you. Uh, <laughs> Who is the, the other binary one? reversing 500 challenge? Right? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm still, I'm still awake. It's okay. I'll, you know, you, you go. I'll stay here. Of course, my friend leaves, and I realized, wait a second, I parked at his house. <laughs> I, uh, I, this is before Uber. I have no idea. Like, yeah. I mean, I have a, I could call a taxi, but I, I don't even really, you know, yeah, probably I have his address stored somewhere, um, and uh, whatever, right? So we, we keep hacking. At some point, uh, you go to bed, and our friend that we were uh, working with together goes to bed, and I'm left alone in the lab. <laughs> A lab that you've never been to. I've You're not actually to. directly affiliated with at all. Exactly. And so Amazing. I'm like, well, what can you do? I, 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 the lab has a couch. I went to sleep I, on the couch. I was just going to say, it has a couch. For those that don't know, there's a couch in the sec lab. It's probably still the same couch that is there now. Yeah. It, well, I, I'm, I'm, I would expect, yeah. Um, yeah. So I go to sleep on that couch. Like maybe two hours later, I wake up at Giovanni. <laughs> standing there looking at me and he's like oh my gosh are you one of my students <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he had met me earlier uh, my friend introduced oh, me yeah and 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 the whole time the, the crazy it was such a crazy crazy defcon quals i remember like one i didn't have a i mean theoretically i had a place to live but i didn't use it like i could have gone home with my friend but uh, i i didn't i just kept hacking um, two, it was just like sleeping in the lab and so forth, which is a normal part of DEF CON Qualls. And three, the the whole time that we were working on that uh, VM reversing challenge, right, um, I kept looking over. Giovanni was working on some insane, um, like, re- recon challenge. And uh-huh. they, I think they, they found, yeah, they found the answer. And the answer happened to be embedded in a web page that was like, 
full of photos of sheep. Just like a I lot of photos of sheep. DD Tech um, years. And yeah, oftentimes and not the best parts of the sheep. The best exactly, ends of the sheep. Exactly. Not the best parts of the sheep. And, and, and at one point, you know, just complete lack of sleep, looking at this this uh, VM uh, reversing challenge, and I look over. And and I see on the other side of the of the room Giovanni's screen, and he's like zooming in to look at pixels <laughs> by pixels of of the not the best parts of the sheep. Amazing. <laughs> Trying to find that flag. Wow. So that's my story. Um, getting to CTF for me, um, the the getting deeper into CTF was a graduate school, right? Because so of that, our first CTF yeah. was well. Okay, I guess I did play ICTF that year mm-hmm. before that. So that was probably my first CTF. But mm-hmm. our first yeah. DEF CON quals we actually played together, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, the, the insane thing is that that CTF, it changed the entire course of my life. So suddenly, you know, this... Uh, um, I, I, I realized, hey, I could go back to grad school and do this... Um, you know, CTF every weekend. I was going to say, when you say this, you mean CTF, right? not research in grad school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that had to be, uh, had to be uh, disabused of that notion. <laughs> but It took a few uh, years. We got to you eventually. Yeah, exactly. But that, that was it. I mean, that was the, the change um, from IT security to, to you know, Amazing, CTF man. and academia. Yeah, that's a great story. So, yeah, this is uh, excellent. So we've seen, like, basically kind of two weird different pathways. And I think the biggest thing for me, I don't know about you, but the biggest difference between now and then was I didn't, you know, the only CTS I knew about were ICTF, which Mm -hmm. uh, I played in when I took Giovanni's grad class. And the other CTF I had played was DEF CON Quals. And, like, it was DEF CON Quals, DEF CON Finals, and ICTF, and there was really nothing else. Um you know, it was. It wasn't until years later that uh, you started to see other CTFs pop up, and when they did, we would all be like, oh, "A CTF we can play in? That's yeah. not DefCon, right?" Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then let's let's then try to help out the people now. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you? So you know, student, maybe your undergrad student, whatever, a young Zardis, let's say, comes up to you. It's like I'm so stoked about CTFs. How do I get into CTFs? Yeah. So so now we're in a completely different world. Right, we we uh, we don't have to push our cars with our feet anymore in the same way. We, uh, you know, don't have to. Well, your um, Jeep is another issue, but yeah, whatever. Especially, especially right now, it's, it's, exactly. it's very broken. Um, but I'm I'm working on getting it running. Anyways, the point is, um, like you said, right? There 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 are CTFs every weekend, but it's it's hard to just jump into a CTF because the other thing that's happened. Other than CTFs becoming uh, very prolifer- proliferating heavily, mm-hmm. is uh, that security has gotten much more complex. Um, back right. then, um, there, I mean, there was theoretically such a thing as address space layout randomization, which is a mitigation against um, memory corruption vulnerabilities uh, against their exploitation. But there was, uh, in practice, it didn't exist, right? Um, and, and so I remember years later, there was a CTF in which there was address space lab randomization enabled. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think we contacted the organizers on IRC and we're like, hey, uh, and this was like 
poning 500 points, right? The, the, the hardest ponable in the game. And you're like, hey, um, it looks like address space layout randomization is enabled on this challenge. Is, you know, is that meant? To, and oh, shit. Sorry about that. And they disabled it. <laughs> right? Just, That's I so mean, crazy to think of. Nowadays, about I mean, uh, seeing a, a ponable without ASLR, unless it's some other exotic, crazy thing, right. I mean, what the hell? But, uh, you know, so, so, so things have gotten a lot. A lot more complicated now. Right. Um, Do you want to talk about some? We can. I can bring up the uh, ctftime.org mm-hmm. uh, so that people can see that. Like, just to answer the simple question of how do I know when CTFs happen? Right. So yeah. we keep saying, yeah, there's CTFs every weekend. CTFs every weekend. Um, there's actually a great you know website, ctftime.org. All the upcoming events here. You can see that you know as we're recording this right now in. Um, what is it? In three hours, the Google Capture the Flag CTF is going to launch, and there's a and yeah, there's a number of uh, CTFs here. And then you can find, you know, the other great thing is you can find write-ups to CTF challenges. This is, uh, you know, a little bit more advanced uh, type of thing. But the basic idea is when you've worked on a challenge, you can actually learn a ton even if you fail. So that's the the other yeah. thing that CTFs teach us is like. There's learning opportunities and failure. You may bang your head against a problem, not be able to solve it, and you're just thinking, why, why? What did I miss? What did I miss? Well, people write write-ups of CTF, uh, how they solve CTF challenges, and so you can see what the author meant or what they intended for you to do, and so you can identify those gaps in your education and go forward. Yeah. Uh, you can also see some of the CTF teams. Um, here on the list, uh, you know, they're rated. There's a whole complex rating formula that I don't think it's worthwhile to go into or anything like that. Um, the one thing I will say definitely for getting started, I mean, I, I've never played on this team. I'm open to all, but it, as far as I understand, it's literally exactly as it sounds. It is a CTF team that is open to everyone that wants to play. So if you, this, I think, helps answer the question that students often have of like, oh, I really want to get into CTFs, but I'm at a school like you were maybe at RPI. Before RPI sec, there was no CTF team, right? I just happened to get lucky to go to Santa Barbara that had a CTF team. Um, And so, yeah, these types of, I think, you know, Open to All is a great example of a team that, like, this is how you can get your feet wet if you just want to join, see what goes on. Because the other part about CTF that we didn't really talk about is, and maybe it was kind of inherent in our story, is like learning from each other. And actually, I will say, did we solve that that VM reversing challenge? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Good. Awesome. So yeah. So, and that's probably from working together, right? If it's just on one person, it's very easy to get stuck. It's so much more helpful if you can bounce ideas off of each other. Um, Actually, Jan and I frequently do this when we're creating challenges and those kinds of things is we'll have conversations. Be like, I'm thinking of this. What do you think? And then uh, we go back and forth on that. Um, so, yeah, I think this is like ctftime.org is a great resource for learning about this stuff. And 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 using that, you can, of course, see there are CTS every weekend and see which ones they are and, and go play. I yes. think one thing that is challenging nowadays starting out with CTF is everything is very hard. Right, so you yes. you could jump in um, and try to do something, and it, it works a lot better with a team, right? If online right. or in person, but uh, but at least you can bounce ideas and, and so forth. Um, but the um, other interesting route is uh, what has now risen, um, and actually, Adam, you had already mentioned this in your story, um, Vortex. 
right? Uh, yep. But it's it's a genre called war games. They're a, a type of uh, basically offline, a long term CTF. They're just problems online, and you, you can uh, you can um, try them. Um, I maintain a list of these, um, on which GitHub. I'm showing here. Yeah, uh, which is on screen there. Um, the list is called War Game Nexus. And, so you can Google uh, for this by Googling Zardis Wargame Nexus or just Zardis Wargame. That's how I got here. Uh, so yeah. The, yeah, this is a list as you can uh, of uh, beginner challenge, you know, beginner type things that really walk you through. I mean, I actually use this over the wire bandit in my classes, uh, my undergrad class, to get students more familiar with command line um, programs and, and operating mm -hmm. on the Linux command line. You know, that's not necessarily security per se, but all those skills are incredibly useful in CTF. So it really makes sense to focus on those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's like, here's like an example war game. This is the Vortex uh, over the wire war game. There's 27 levels. You start at level zero and it says your goal is to connect to port 5842 on this address and read in four unsigned integers in host byte order, add those integers together and send back the results to get a username and password of Vortex one and bang. So you do this. You figure out how to do this. There's also what I love about these things. There's helpful reading material for each level. So if you're stuck, you have absolutely no idea what to do. Go read this stuff and try to, you know, get yourself to the level where uh, you can do that. Um, so yeah, so Jan has this excellent um, resource of all these sites. You want to talk about these specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what what I'll mention is they are uh, there are these tags, right? Um, so some of these that I've uh, personally looked into um, or, or, you know, the Zardist seal of approval. Ding. Exactly. So there's a, you know, the recommended, uh, it doesn't mean the other ones are not recommended. It just means the, these, uh, these ones are ones that I've had firsthand experience with. Um, there is also a tag for beginner difficulty, right? Um, and mm -hmm. those are the ones that, that I'd uh, recommend. The, the recommended ones with beginner difficulty are great to uh, to start out. Um, yes, yeah, so like here we can see Pico CTF is exactly. the one that's on here. There's a CTF run by uh, PPP and CMU that is targeted towards high school students. So it's a super interesting concept on the the CTF, and all of their old challenges are available. You can work through this stuff. I mean, this is really an excellent way to kind of start, like Jan said, from the beginning when it's not so complicated, right? Like, yeah. you know, doing things like reverse engineering, understanding a program just from looking at the binary disassembly is already difficult enough without then having to, you know, add other layers upon that of how do you exploit it and all those things and dealing with ASLR and ROP and yep. heap exploitation, right? All this crazy insanity. Or, or uh, so it makes sense know, to start piling that on step by step. So you exactly. Can yes, that's knowledge. a great point. Um, and so, so one of the things, um, do you mind if I plug Pwn College? Please, go ahead. Uh, so one of the things, um, when I started as a professor, um, I was talking to Adam and I said, you know, I'm, I'm having doubts. I don't think that you can really teach these skills. I think you just have to learn them, right? And, and I mentioned this <laughs> in, in other episodes of, of this podcast. And um, it, I think there's some truth to that, but you can't provide a framework to, to learn. Right, so these war games, um, you know, if, if an extremely dedicated person goes through um, and 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 tackles them, you can learn and uh, become an awesome uh, hacker. Right. Um, one thing that, as I've started teaching um, undergraduate classes, um, mm -hmm. I uh, started thinking about is how do you actually get, you know, at a at a wider level, maybe not just the most dedicated, uh, self-motivated people, but 
you know, how do you bring security to uh, to people? And, and out of conversations with Adam, um, uh, where you know, um, we actually bring a lot of our. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. We get a lot of inspiration from things like sports teams, things that are actually outside mm-hmm. of maybe the traditional nerdy hacker yeah. computer scientist realm. Where yeah, we were talking about you know how do you do this? Or I think we were talking. And we said, well, why don't we train a CTF team like sports teams train? Exactly. Right? Sports teams have practices, two hours a day of practice. And what do you do during that practice? You work on the fundamentals of whatever your sport is. If it's soccer, you just work on passing, literally the most basics. Make the ball go from this point to this other point to another person. You work on shooting. You work on all these kinds of of different skills so that during a game, you're not thinking, oh, uh, I need to pass the ball to this person, so I need to kick it at this specific way. You just go, oh, the ball needs to go there, and your body takes over, your muscle memory takes over, and you go. Yeah. And and so we're saying, hey, why why can't we do that for CTF? There's a lot of things like offset calculation, right? When you're performing, a, let's say, a, a, an overflow-based uh, exploit somewhere right the trick i will say for that and a lot of those things become a teacher and then have to teach it to other people and do live demos and you will very quickly learn all these things yeah exactly (laughs) but that's not a scalable solution and that's also what we talked about is how do you scale this to a you know a team of 20 people exactly so so my attempt um for this uh with some uh, awesome students at at asu as well is uh uh, poem college right so we created poem.college so you can go to the website poem.college Exactly. I was I was shocked to learn that there's a college TLD, but then we, we grabbed it. Yep. Um, so College is uh, a framework that has this set of uh, practice makes perfect inspired um, progressive CTF challenges. So, Adam, if you like scroll down to, to the modules, yep. we have um, this is a class at ASU. And actually this semester I am um, because I'm. You know, everything is online. Fall 2020 anyways. for those that this is when we're recording right. this. And, and it's going to stay here for years, Jan. People 10 years from now are going to look back on these episodes. And... Yeah. Our archaeologists in the <laughs> late 4,000, you know. Now you're thinking like a sci-fi author. I love it. Exactly. Their society was based around CTF challenges. It'll be AI. It'll be AI archaeologists <laughs> right. that go back through all this stuff and like somehow <laughs> will end up as a, a tiny footnote in a book written by an AI. Yeah. Uh, will it, it influence the values of some neuron weights? Beautiful. Yeah. We're all just weights in a neural network. So so the the point is um, this upcoming semester, fall 2020, I'm trying an experiment. I'm teaching this um, cl- course in, a, in an open to the world style. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I'm putting all the lectures online. Um, all of the challenges are already online. We'll have a um, just for this semester uh, private instance of phone college, but public to the world, where you can see you know ASU students versus the world. It'll be a, a, an oh, interesting cool. sort of thing. Um, and uh, if you click through, for example, click through to like shellcode or something, right? Yep, I love shellcoding. So, so this is a, a module about shellcode example, uh, shellcode examples, shellcode injection. Mm-hmm. And you see, I already have slides linked here, um, and this is just my like slides on on shell coding. I'm currently um, improving these for the beginning of the class next week, and then I'll go through. I make uh, lectures, and I'll put these online as well. Mm-hmm. But aside from this, 
if you click on this um, ctf.pwn.college link. I'm ready to ctf.pwn.college. Yeah, and click, uh, do you have a login? I definitely do not. Uh, yeah, then it's hard to demo. Anyways, if you, you can go and register a account and create and, and go and, and, and try these challenges. Each challenge, each module shellcoding has something like 10 different levels of difficulty, starting from the very simplest one, let's write some assembly, and ending up at insane uh, constrained shellcode. Uh, and magically, in the time you're talking, it's so easy that I was able to create an account in the time that you were done talking. I'm actually super so. impressed how fast that was. All right, so grab a, a, a shell code, a baby shell. Baby shell. Whoa, that's not just one baby shell. This is a lot of baby 11 shells. 11 levels worth of wow. challenges with each level having three variants. This is Ooh. another uh, idea we, we are exploring in um, Pwn College is different variants. So you, you can have the exact same type of vulnerability you're trying to exploit, for example, mm -hmm. but with slightly different offsets. The idea is, you know, you, you do this calculation in your mind often enough, and then it becomes automatic. Right. And the other thing is teaching challenges. So Adam, if you click on, um, yeah, on, on a teaching challenge, so uh, every uh, challenge, you can do a number of things. You can run the challenge, it will start it up, you can connect. Um, you can run the challenge in practice mode, where you can connect and you have root access to mm. debug your solutions and so forth. And your home directory persists between all these challenges. So you can write your As script. As if you were a young Zardis stealing your friend's root password. You just exactly. have root access exactly. on the system. You can debug your solution and then um, in practice mode, so you can actually see exactly what's going on. And then you can uh, run it in, in real mode to, to actually get the, the flag. You can download it for offline analysis, or um, you can click and open up a web browser with a binary um, reversing engine um, oh, called Binary Ninja, nice. uh, uh, where you can actually look at this this program. Anyways, if you hit play, play, boom, it starts it up. You can SSH in, or if you just close this out, right on the website without having to set up anything, you can just hit. Terminal? terminal and what? there you are you are in a terminal interacting with your program yep and if, if you go back and restart it in practice mode you have pseudo access too mm. uh, anyways so yeah in, oh in, no in i'm not pseudo it's gonna be oh i was just hoping it would say it's gonna be reported to the <laughs> pseudoers. No, no. so if you uh just do an ls yep there's your challenge binary do a dot slash baby shell level one so here is the teaching version of the shell code right later okay. versions do some mangling of your shell code there's a level that sorts your shell code uh um, oh wow and and so forth but uh in this specific uh, one it just takes shell code just takes assembly or not assembly but it takes actually i should create an assembly one that uses keystone to assemble it anyways it just takes uh cool. binary code and executes it but the in the teaching version between the input and and all the mangling steps and so forth, it'll give you a disassembly of your shellcode because it's helpful. So if you put in all cap, yeah, exactly. Put in all capital P's, hit it. Oh, I didn't do capital P's. I was trying to remember that one that oh. you told me about that. Yeah. Ah, the push, yep, yep, yep. It'll just do a bunch of uh, 
disassemble you a bunch of pushes and so forth. So in shellcode, of course, you can disassemble your own shellcode, but this just lowers that barrier of entry um, right. for new people. And in, in intricate uh, memory corruption, exploitation challenges and so forth, it is extremely helpful for it to say, okay, look, this is the state of memory before I'm reading in input. Now I'm going to read in your input. Here's the state of memory after I read in your input. You know, here is where the, right. the return address is. Here's how much of it you've overwritten. Here's where I'm about to return. Okay, now I'm returning. And sec fault or something, right? And it, it, it becomes nice. a lot easier for... Uh, I have some ROP challenges um, for mm-hmm. which, you know, I actually disassemble your ROP chain. So this, this ROP chain will cause these uh, assembly instructions to be executed. And this wow. allows... Students, so I've taught this class twice. This will be uh, upcoming semester, fall 2020, will be the, the third time. And I've seen students that have zero prior knowledge of security, but also, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hacking on, on this in depth level, understand ROP and understand heap exploitation and so forth. Um, I think there is a lot of room and uh, definitely a lot of room for improvements for mm-hmm. um, frameworks such as this. Hopefully it'll, hopefully it's a, it's a good way to get up to speed. Um, the way I present this is, is in uh, martial arts terms, right? Mm-hmm. So the people that are uh, competing at DEF CON, they are CTF uh, hacking cybersecurity black belts. Right. Right. They are, are, you know the 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 top of the top of the the martial art hacking world, right? You take a, a intermediate CTF; those are brown belts that are competing there, or mm-hmm. you know that, that that can approach that and expect to perform quite well. War games span uh, a wide range, but let's say you know to really get a lot out of a war game, you have to be a yellow belt. Right. right. But how do you go from being a white belt to having just stepped into the uh, dojo, the hacking dojo, so to say, to being a yellow belt. That's where uh, I was hoping to position Poem College so that it is a good uh, resource for white belts to build the skills to become yellow belts and start awesome. their hacking journey. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, well, I think the only other thing we haven't mentioned yet, and maybe this is a feature request that you can put in, is what about Poem College integration with WeChall? Yeah, that's so. WeChall be... is a kind of a, in some sense, a meta wargaming site. Mm-hmm. The idea is so you can play all these war games, the vortex, solve challenges. But one of the things that's actually missing, I think, from a lot of war games is that like competitive drive and that competitive nature, right? Some people just love to learn stuff, so they'll go ahead and do this on their own. And some people will do it because they really want to see their name move up that scoreboard, right? And so that's what WeChall is great for. It has. Uh, a number of active new war games that you can see here on the right there's and so i think i really like ponable.kr that's one of the ones i like a lot but the idea is you create an account on wechall and then you link the war game with wechall and so that wechall serves as kind of a global hacker scoreboard of different challenges so i think that's a cool thing i'll also plug ponable.kr a lot because i like this it's a similar without the i think the the Pwn College has this great kind of like the bowling analogy of the bumpers, right? So these are the things they put up so that you can play, practice bowling without getting a gutter ball, right? 
which can be very frustrating. So that's like what I see this teaching things that you have, right? Where you're, you're helping them out by, by helping them take those baby steps. Right. But they're still learning in the process. Like you can get, you know, as long as you're not actually using the bumpers when you're playing, uh, bowling, you, you know, those just help. They're not there to, and help you ha- have a better time. So anyways, I think opponable.kr uh, is great because it's a, it has a number of different challenges at, you know, toddler levels and goes all the way through. And I wonder if it's still here. Yeah. So there's a link I think here to one of my videos, which I'm going to plug here. So I did a live walkthrough of some of these levels, which are still up here. So you can check that out if you like that. That, that live walkthrough, um, we, is that what we played at DEF CON one year? Or yes. It was, yes. Yeah. That's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one of the things that DEF CON is uh, a very distracting. Um, CTF, DEF CON CTF. DEF CON CTF um, is a very distracting set of uh, entertainment uh, videos that, that are meant to make hacking there at DEF CON CTF a very difficult experience. Mm-hmm. Um one year we uh, played one of Adam's uh, walkthroughs. Of it was excruciating for me. It was it terrible. Was good. It'll but be just the same thing when we play useful. this video at one of the CTS when we ever do it in person. So Exactly. Next year. Yep. Cool. All right. So I think we've given people all the resources. We talked about our stories. We've given people resources. You know, I think the, the key thing that we always say is you got to dive in. Like If you want to get into CTS, don't wait for an invitation. Don't wait for a... Oh, I have to build up my skill first before I join. Like the best thing is to just jump in, compete, try the challenges, read the readmes after the fact, see what you don't know, and then practice through war games, through other things. Get that knowledge that you're missing because you can definitely do it. I'll, I'll add one more thing. There's a number of academic institutions around the world that have outreach for interested um, hackers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in academia, you have a lot of freedom and you can do stuff like CTF. I mean, you also right. have a lot of other things you have to do. But and, and there's a number of places, right, where you can reach out um, and, and uh, do something where you're kind of paid to learn about security um, right. in yep. some sort of internship. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Jan. It's been fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. See you all later on the next CTF radio. Bye.